everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. Positively different radio in the morning, wherever you are. You are with the double L team, Lyle and... Lawson. Lawson, how are you this morning? Oh, man, I'm so good. What did you get up to yesterday so after radio? Oh, so... Come, come home from radio. You know, I'm like, I don't have anything for the rest of the day. I'm like, oh, I have some online training I need to do and a few other things. So come home, you know, put my feet up, put, you know, put my rice cooker on, setting everything up. Um, it gets to around, uh, quarter to one and I'm just being, yes. you know, doing my just thing, chilling out, just chilling out. I've got my rice in the fridge ready because, you know, you're supposed to like cook rice and then cool it before you cook fried rice. Anyway, it's cooling in the fridge and I get a call. Um, from my shift manager from my other job, and she's like, "Oh, you you realize that you were supposed to be here right now?" Oh, and I oh, was like, "Ouch!" Uh, so I'm like scrambling. Like, you Oops! Know, my my shift start started at like twelve. Anyways, scrambling, get to the laundry basket, pull my shirt out. I think I have one shirt. I'm like, cover it in deodorant and iron it. Get in the car, drive there. It was all good. Luckily, you know, shout out Lucy. She's just the best, bro. She was like really nice. Like she was really lenient and nice about it because that not communicated to us where they would be telling us our shifts were. Usually they were texting us and stuff because I'm just in training at the moment. But uh, yeah, basically end of the day. Oh, so that posted up somewhere and you had no idea. No, yeah, no up. idea. Yeah, no, no. And a bunch of people didn't as well. So oh, there I was okay. like super cool about it. I got in, smashed well, it's their it fault. They have to be cool. About yeah, 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 yeah. But it was just like, Oh, it was intense, bro. I was, like, <laughs> I was so amped up once I got there. I was like racing because I, I felt so bad. And but, a yeah. massive shot of adrenaline to go with it. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was awesome. What did you do? Okay. So yesterday I had a meeting with a bunch of other ministers. It was fantastic. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. So we've got an interesting story coming up this morning about a saint who is being, well, de-saintified. Oh, that's intense. Are they allowed to do that? Well, this is this is the big question that's going through my mind. How does that actually work? <laughs> um, if, you know, you've been sort of praying to this person, well, what happens?
You're listening to Katie Gustafson with uh, According to Your Gracious Word here on The Breakfast Show. We are all ready and waiting to jump into the quiz, so mm-hmm. let's have our first clue. Let's see if we can do better than yesterday. All right, first clue. Had so many guesses come oh, through yesterday. Intense. Because, again, the clues are just hectic. All right, first clue for the quiz. This is a person. And the first clue is, I saved lives. Okay, so somebody who saved lives, and there's probably a bunch of those in the Bible, so start sending your uh, clues through. And, and it's it's not Jesus. Oh, I was going to write that one down. <laughs> it's not the obvious one. Well, okay. we, well, Because we had that a couple of weeks ago where it was just like the first clue was just like, you know what, this could probably be Jesus, and then it wasn't Jesus. It is also not Noah. Oh, that's a good guess. Oh. It is not Noah. He didn't save many lives, but he saved... Significant lives. We're all here because he saved lives. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, um, uh, let's uh, talk about the prize. Yes, the prize is this sozzle, <laughs> reversing the worst evil. Let me just read the, the blurb a little bit here. The sozo comes from the Greek root, which is New Testament. Uh, sorry, it comes from the Greek root, which the New Testament uses for both spiritual salvation and physical healing. But as the Lord's weapon to reverse the worst evil, evil DeSozo grows to become an unshakable confidence in God's provision for every need, which frees his people to practice Jesus' combined ministry of body, mind, soul, um, make manifest the divine glory of self-renouncing love, refutes the devil's assertion that self-interest is best, and proves that sinners can, through faith in Christ, become obedient to the law of life and safe for reintroduction to the universe of the unfallen. Heavy stuff there. Yeah, uh, that sounds like super interesting. Dude, it's a super awesome book that you can win if you know the answer. So whoever you think uh, saved lives... From the Bible, send us uh, your clues at 1-800-324-843 or you can text us at 0491-064-669 and, uh, yeah, you can win this epic book. Fantastic. All right, what's happening in the world of positively different news? Okay, Lyle, well, let me ask you a question. Yes. What's your favourite animal? The elephant. Wow, that's a good... That is so base. What's interesting is that that has been my favourite animal since I was, like, I don't know, two, mm-hmm. whenever I learned about animals, Mm -hmm. it has also been my wife's favourite animal since she was about two. That's cute. Since she knew what animals were. And our favourite variety of elephants, both of us, since we were about two, was the Indian elephant. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, you guys are just just on the same place. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, just if if you don't understand why an elephant is, you know, our favourite animal, just just jump on YouTube and type in baby elephants. All right, well, I'm I'm going to challenge you here. Okay, go ahead. Because lost already. No, 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 because my favourite animal is the penguin. The penguin is an epic animal. That That is truly an epic animal. Dude, and furthermore, go on YouTube and type in penguins doing hilarious stuff, like sliding around on their bellies and fighting each other. Like, it's the best. That will definitely compete. That will definitely 100%. compete with, like, uh, I'm with right. baby elephants. I'm right. Okay. But essentially, so penguin researchers at Phillip Island, it will compete which is an epic lose, spot. But. Please, Lyle, let me do my story. <laughs> <laughs> penguin researchers at Phillip Island have made, like, such epic groundbreaking discoveries about penguins because they essentially invented a penguin Fitbit. 
Okay. That is like That's cool. revolutionary. Well, you know, before they've so always... So penguins can now keep track of, you know, how many calories they're burning. And yeah, their steps, their, like, you know, and so much more than that. that you know, How just, much they swim, got their hours up. Yeah, essentially, you know, it's like, um, you know, whatever. The, but let's give penguin. Come on, Archie, you gotta, you got to step your game up. No, a few more hours in the big pool. But this is really cool because before this, like previously, like way, way, way before when they didn't have access to this technology, it was just like tagging and they kind of just like had to observe observe them and then you know when different electronic um systems came in it's always been big and bulky and it really like hasn't contributed much because it they haven't been able to make a device that the penguins don't notice is there yeah i can't imagine a high uptake of uh of you know big bulky tracking devices by penguins yeah that, they, they would be like, why is this thing on my leg? Get rid of this thing. Take it off my leg. Whereas I hate this thing. Now they've created this like Fitbit-esque little, you know, round cylinder thing that they, sti- they stick to the penguin, uh, penguin's back so it doesn't limit, you know, mobility. To its or, back, like underneath its feathers? Um, no, like, uh, well, yeah, no, they, I think they shave a little bit and okay. they, they stick it on there. With like this super sticky, sticky tape. Mm. Oh, okay, double sided tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go, so, go the old double sided tape. So like they stick it on there, and because essentially like the problem that they've had is that it's always limited in some way when they've put these yes. trackers on them. Whereas now they have like a tracker that is decent enough to take all these different, you know, all this different data and information in that isn't intrusive at all. And this has led to over 70 peer-reviewed articles that have been written and published in peer-reviewed journals that have completely re- uh, like revolutionized the way that we look at penguins and the things that penguins do. They should make this for humans. Just shave a little spot on the back of your head, glue it on, and then you'll never have to worry about taking your Fitbit off again, and you'll just be able to read all or of your data. You, or you just don't take it off. They're, you know, they're, they're waterproof, right? You can shower in them. You can sleep in them. In fact, you're supposed to okay, sleep I'm in them. I'm being silly. This is, a really, <laughs> this is actually a really good this story. Is, oh, dude, oh, it was so cool. Like, yeah, so all of these different peer-reviewed articles are being published about, like, just little different things that they realize. Like, oh, penguins care about, for example, like, there's a huge thing with penguins about, like, the sun going down. They didn't realize this before, but, like, they will you know take shorter trips to get food to return back you know if they're incubating an egg they'll take shorter trips if they realize that they're closer to the sun going down right okay so they are they they, they know the time of day yeah they, they, know they when... understand the time of day they look at like they look at the sun and go like oh i don't have much time to do this task and so they'll do it in a shorter amount of time like stuff cool. like epic stuff because like the, that. the the uh, the fairy penguins down there at phillip island and other places like that they come ashore mm-hmm. just after sunset don't they yeah there's a bunch of them down in Tasmania as well. Uh, we used to see them uh, semi-regularly when we were sailing around, you know, various parts of Tasmania. Mm. And it's always cool when you're out sailing to come across a penguin just sort of out there doing his thing, mm. chasing fish, dude. catching fish. Oh, they're so epic. I love penguins so much. I like, dude, one of my, like, favourite day trips, like, as a, as a Novocastrian living in Newcastle, is, like, you jump on the train at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning, go down to Sydney, go to the aquarium and see the penguins eat some vegan food from Lord of the Fries, something like that. But, yeah, oh, penguins are so cool. All right, yeah, that's all I really had to say on that. I guess, you know, we'll see if this story develops if, you know, they find out more epic things. They've only just implemented this, so they might. It'd be cool to see them uh, put these Fitbits on other types of penguins. Yes, other like if they can, because we have easy access to fairy penguins. You know, they just show up on the shore every yeah. so often. Um, but, you know, if they can kind of start, like, monitoring, like, emperor penguins and, and stuff, like rock hoppers and stuff like this, you know, ones that are, 
only living in the South Pole. Like, it'll be so good. Um, all right, quick story. I've got two minutes to talk about this. Essentially, Lyle, we're in the future. Okay. The future has come to us. All right. So because it's not today anymore. No, no, no. Well, it's today. But, like, we can have in guys, all cars are powered by rubbish. Um, and, of course, that never, you know, came to fruition in our world. And it's 2021. And most cars are still powered by petrol, petrol or diesel. Or diesel. Diesel's kind of rubbish. Yeah. It's a byproduct. Yeah. But essentially, no, but this, uh, they've, this company uh, called the Sea Cleaners Project, it's like this huge thing. Uh, essentially, they've come up with a concept for a boat that is run on plastic and solar power and is completely self-sufficient. Um, they've concepted, they've, they've built a concept for it that looks a bit odd at the moment, you know, because co- concepts are usually just like slapping things together and see how it they goes. They don't have to look nice. They don't, uh, you don't have to no, sell no, a concept. No, no. Uh, you know, they're, they're expecting a prototype by 2024, but essentially this boat collects around three tons of plastic an hour and then funnels it into like this furnace thing, this incinerator where it gets burnt, broken down and turned into petrol, meaning that, you know, because it's run on solar as well and it has sails too, so it's run on wind, it, it doesn't even have to... Go to shore. Yeah, that's very cool. It's just completely self-sufficient. The future is now, Lyle. Okay, so you can live on this for like your entire lifetime. Pretty much. You could live. Never go ashore. Yeah, if you could just like catch fish in the middle of the ocean. I don't know. It would be a very balanced diet. I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it. Uh, but anyway, it's a very, very cool piece of tech right there. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. So I've got an interesting story about a saint being desanctified. Yeah, what, what is this, Lyle? Okay, like- so I, I had to do a bit of research on this myself to try and figure out how this works because, mm-hmm. you know, we're all familiar with, you know, the Roman Catholic Church or the Orthodox Church, mm-hmm. uh, how they have uh, saints. And basically the process goes a little bit like this in the Roman Catholic Church that uh, when somebody has lived a very holy life and if they have at least two miracles that are confirmed – that they have performed or God has performed through them, whatever it might be, then they can go into the running to be a saint. Mm-hmm. And there is generally a long beatification process. It can take 300 years at times uh, before that they is long, are actually that is a very made long into process. a saint. And the concept for a saint is somebody who has skipped purgatory, obviously skipped hell, not gone to hell, has skipped purgatory and gone straight to heaven and uh, therefore, we the, the 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 idea is that you can be confident that this person is heaven. Therefore, you can be confident to pray for pray to them. Mm. And so then you'll have all of these saints' days, you know, throughout the year. The the, the calendar is full of you know days for all these various saints, where you know you remember that saint, you uh, remember their life, you remember the good things that they did, and you pray to that particular saint for whatever you know specific thing that they might specialize in. Now, the Anglican Church takes a little bit of a different view of them. I'm talking about high church, high, Anglican High Church mm-hmm. because they also have saints. So your, your Catholic Church, your Orthodox Church have saints. Um, the Anglican Church has saints. And the idea there is um, that a person is obviously a part of the mystical body of Christ. In other words, they are in heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can also be alive on earth, but, of course, you know, you can't sort of class them as a saint 
until they've died because who mm. knows what their future holds. I guess I'm not sure exactly how that uh, works. Uh, like the Roman Catholic Church, it excludes the damned. So these are people that we know have been saved. Right? That's, that's the idea behind Man, okay, it. Okay, this is intense. It's the idea behind it. You know this person has been saved. You know they're part of the mystical body of Christ. And therefore, uh, rather than praying to them in the liturgical calendar, because they have you know all the different saints' days and so forth, the, the day to commemorate this saint, that saint, the other mm-hmm. saint, rather than praying to the saint uh, in the High Church Anglican, you pray with the saint on that particular day. Mm-hmm. And so it's both you and the saint praying on that particular day to God for whatever it is that uh, is their particular um, specialty. Um, And the idea being that, you know, we still love and adore this particular person and appreciate what they've done, so we pray with them. Uh, So when they observe saints' days, they thank God for their holy lives and pray, this is what Anglicans do, pray to follow the example of this particular person who is a saint. Mm -hmm. So sort of, yeah, taking them a little bit to untangle the difference between, say, a Catholic saint and a high church Anglican saint. So we have uh, St. William Dubois, um, who was made a saint. He was an Anglican priest for many, many years in the southern states of the United States. And uh, if you uh, travel to Tennessee, you can go to the Dubois Conference Centre in Monteagle, Tennessee, uh, which is formerly called Fairmont College, and... Uh, is a training centre. Um, it's one of the National Register of Historic Places. It's on that list. Uh, it's recently become an independent non-profit corporation, but it offers basically hospi- hospitality and sacred space to groups of all faiths. Mm-hmm. And so a bit of a famous guy. Well, with uh, you know going back through history and so forth, um, it's been highlighted that he served in the Confederate Army as a young man and fought for the South, and also after the South lost the war, uh, he promoted the lost cause, uh, which was basically you know the concept of the South will rise again, mm-hmm. and so and he promoted that idea for a, you know a long time, and so there's like well we can't actually have this guy as a saint because he supported a uh, a slave state, and so he is in the process of being desanctified. Removed from the calendar. Cancel culture has no bounds. It reaches all the way to heaven. It reaches all the way to heaven in this case, which I find most fascinating. Uh, like, I just, I just want to say, like, you know, I want to make the, uh, the, the, the qualifying statement, and that is that, you know, me personally, I, I don't know if I can speak for you, Lyle. I think I might be able to, you know. I don't believe in saints, you know, and the concept of sainthood and, you know, saints being in heaven right now. There's a lot that we could say on that, but this isn't a Bible I'm going to disagree. I do believe in saints. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, okay, of course. We believe in people (laughs) who follow God. This is what the Bible teaches. Mm -hmm. The Bible teaches that any person who's given their life to Jesus Christ is a saint. Yeah, amen. And if you have given your life to Jesus Christ today... You are a saint. And if you have not, then I would encourage you to do so and you will be a saint. Yes. 
Absolutely. But it's just, oh, it's so funny. We like, don't get to decide who's in heaven and who's not in heaven. Yeah, that's wild, eh? That's like, like our decision. We know that this is, because this is the point. It's like, we know he was saved. And then we're like, oh, actually, like, we need to de- We're suddenly, de- we're a little bit unsure about this guy, this guy because maybe he wasn't saved because he supported a slave state. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that's so intense. <laughs> very intense. Anyway, um, the roller derby in Queensland is off the roll and in a spin. I wrote that. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're being sued. Oh, what for? Uh, for bullying, intimidation, bigotry and discrimination. Why is that? Okay, so one of the uh, competitors um, made a statement on social media about it being unfair that she was competing against biological males mm-hmm. um, and uh, as a result of that she had a whole world of hurt that was just uh, heaped down on top of her and a lot of it actually came from uh, Sun State Roller Derby which has about 9,000 followers on their page. I never mm-hmm. realised that this was uh, such a big deal. Oh, yeah. That's kind of massive. Now... Uh, so, you know, she, she made a, a couple of statements how she felt it was unfair that she was competing against biological males. Mm. Um, she had this a, a world of hurt that landed on top of her head, so she just quietly pulled out. And then the discussion continued on social media. She continued to be slammed by it, and so she felt that she needed to clarify because a whole bunch of, uh, well, not a whole bunch, but a number of her statements were taken out of the paragraph that she wrote Mm-hmm. and taken out of their context and were basically being used to slam her and mm. um, to defame her online. And so she put up another post complaining about it, and that post garnered a whole lot of comment, mm. both for and against her position because it was a clarifying statement and there was a lot of comment both you know for and But with the admins, they went through and deleted any positive statement and just left all of, and there's some like really, really heavy defamatory Mm. stuff, um, really, you know, strongly bigoted stuff that was being said against her. And so, yeah, they're being sued now. Um, So (laughs) this is is pretty serious stuff. um, But it's, you know, one of these stories, it's going to continue while ever we try and deny the natural order that God created of men and women. Mm. Uh, We need to have compassion on people struggling with gender dysphoria, but at the same time, we need to recognise the differences that God has made. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Fantastic. Joining us on the phone this morning for our regular weekly conversation is David Haupt. David, welcome to the show. Morning, guys. Great to be back with you people. Now, David, I understand that you are up the mountains at the moment. Whereabouts are you coming to us from today? I'm in between. I'm busy travelling at the moment. I'm between Armadale and Port Macquarie at the moment, heading to Port. Okay, so you're heading down out of the mountains, back out to the coast again. And uh, it tends to be a bit of an adventure, David, uh, following your life around the place. You're a busy person and we kind of never know where we're going to catch you. But uh, catching you on the road this morning, we do thank you so much for taking the time to join us. David, I understand this morning we're going to be taking up the subject of uh, men and women in relationship to the way that they think because, I guess, men and women do think differently to each other. And that has a 
bearing an impact on our relationships? Where do we start this conversation? Hang on, Lyle. Let me just take you back. You said that women and uh, men and women think differently. Uh, women would say that uh, women think and men don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I, I may have been not, accused of that recently. <laughs> I'm, I'm noticing a whole series coming up because as I was doing research on this, I just discovered a phenomenal. Uh, you know, a whole platter of, of differences that there are between male and woman. The most obvious is that men and women look differently. And I'm so grateful that my wife looks different to me. But <laughs> the question is, are, are they really thinking differently? We, we know that generally women are more language task orientated, while men are better at organizing things in a spatial uh, perspective. But uh, when it comes to to how they think, there's some major debate around that until you do some research. Very interesting that as you uh, drill down to the differences in the brain, you see some very interesting differences uh, taking place. Because what we uh, what we know today is that men, on average, has a ten percent larger brain by volume, uh, and therefore it would. Um, basically mean, if, if we would extrapolate that, that men's IQ should be higher. We discovered that men and females' IQ are not different, but we find that women have a 15 to 30 percent thicker cortical gray matter. In other words, that's where they have more neuron connections, and um, therefore, they basically have a very similar IQ. But it is very interesting that when we come to nine different areas, we see that men and women think or act differently. Some say that it is not so much the matter of thinking, it's how we apply our brain and the difference in the brain matter that, that really makes that difference. But we are treading on a dangerous thin tread because uh, here we are, three men in this conversation, talking about the difference between male and female. And my father at the day when I got married said to me, son, don't ever try to understand how your wife thinks, just try to love her day by day, because it's too dangerous to try and work this one out. <laughs> so, so we're, we're uh, definitely treading on some, uh, some thin ice here this morning. And, you know, this is one of those discussions where biology and science uh, could find themselves in conflict with ideology and politics. Very true. Well, it is very clear as, as what Pastor Mark Gungor uh, has described. He says that the brain of a male uh, can be described as a bunch of boxes. Uh, each one of these boxes has an item in a box for a car, box for his job, a box for the family, and so on. Not a single one of the boxes touches the other. And then men also has a magical box that has nothing in it. So men can escape into this nothing box and wives battle to understand it because she'll come up to him and say, what are you thinking? And he says, nothing. Uh, 
and women battle to understand it, but this so often is his escape route where he jumps into that box. Um, from an electrical perspective, we can describe a male's brain as a brain that is wired in parallel. In other words, he can be injured in the wrong area of his thinking or his his life and still be able to function. Females are completely differently wired. Uh, back to, to Kungar, he says that um, women actually is like a ball, a ball of wires or twine that is wrapped up and it has multiple connections. From an electrical perspective, we'd say that they are wired in parallel. You blow the one bulb and the whole system shuts down. And men battle to understand that because I, I might have said the wrong word. Why is it that she is completely shut down on me? She's not responding to my advances. Men battle with that, while women battle with the issue of this nothing box that so often depicts men and, and women thinking. Yeah, and I think that's a very insightful way of you know, looking at the the differences between, you know, men's and brains and women's brains. And I find it interesting, you know, that bundle of wires that you describe right there with I think it was fifteen to thirty percent more neuron connectors in a woman's brain yeah. than in a man's brain. Now we've said we've noted that both men and women have the same IQ. Uh, do those extra connectors result in a higher EQ or is that unchanged as well? It has a huge impact on the way that a female is able to connect emotionally uh, versus how males connect emotionally and how females um, connect with empathetic uh, responses towards people that might be in pain. And um, it's interesting that males have a, in, if you look at their brain, has more connection from the front to the back and, and so forth, while females have more connections from the one hemisphere to the other. Um, and it is far more related to the emotional ability to to navigate themselves and be in tune with what other people are feeling. In females, the region called insula in the brain senses signals in our body when you're empathetic with uh, someone in your brain uh, imitates those feelings that, that you perceive. So women tend to brood on these feelings more than men because they seem to have a greater function in their insula than men. Men tend to switch to problem solving the moment that they see a problem instead of connecting on an emotional level. And so often uh, we try to fix our wives instead of connecting them with them on an emotional level, which leads to uh, women saying, you men just don't understand us. Mm. Is there, you know, when, when, when you look at it from that perspective, you know, and a woman being so much more in tune with her emotions and the emotions of others, are there unique advantages that a man's brain has? Very, very much so. So at the time of crisis, when the female uh, is overwhelmed with the emotion, a male goes into the logical thinking mode and therefore can bring calm and immediately respond with activity to respond to that crisis at hand. And, and while here is where 
uh, we so often in the science miss the mark because we see the differences. While if we would see the totality of God's creation of male and female being helpmates to each other, we will actually see that if, as we put these two differences together, you find a greater whole and a greater respect for the creator that actually made us differently. In, instead of celebrating our difference, we so often uh, allow that difference to cause disharmony and a breakup in marital relationships. And so really what you've got then is when God creates men and women, he has created, well, two people that complete each other. Correct. They together they are whole and uh, are actually complementing each other and uh, helping to navigate through whatever crisis comes in life. Mm. Are these are these principles universal principles? I mean, is 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 every man like this? Is every woman like this? No, as much as what our, our hormones are different and the level of hormones are different in each one of us, you will find that some women are more analytical than the general female and would therefore uh, operate sometimes very similar to a male inter- in, at a point of crisis, while, female, uh, while males uh, would sometimes um, and you know act more like a female, more emotional. But in general, uh, we are talking about that males are more a certain type and women are more uh, in certain thinking type. David, you mentioned something interesting at the at the beginning of the interview about a man's brain being 10% larger than a woman's brain. And this is kind of reflective of, you know, male physiology where we have, you know, greater muscle density, greater mo- uh, bone uh, density, muscle mass, bone density, our heart pumps more blood through our body, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, than, than for instance, for a female. Now, if we look at this from the evolutionary argument that says that humans are more intelligent than apes because we have a larger brain, that doesn't seem to carry over. <laughs> no, because as I, as I mentioned, while the woman's brain is 14% smaller in general than a male, she has more neuron connections in the, a more denser gray matter uh, in, in her brain which brings us back to, to really being on par. Um, but women use their brain more efficiently than men because of those uh, connections. While uh, the, the male brain are very more specific use uh, of the hemisphere at a time for tasks. In other words, men can provide devoted focus to task at hand, while females can see you know, uh, the big picture while men tend to have more a tunnel vision and therefore gives them that specific focus to complete the task. Fascinating stuff, David. A female female would, in other words, sense much quicker the emotion uh, happening in a conversation uh, because she has that big picture uh, look while men will just see one problem and start to zoom into that and miss the whole context. Okay, so for uh, very quickly, as we're finishing up here, David, when our uh, our wife or our partner comes to talk to us as men about a problem, uh, and we automatically go into the solve the problem mode, where should we actually? Where's where's the best place to go at that particular point? 
I think the first thing out of today's conversation we need to ask her since she will actually be saying one thing and thinking about a myriad of other things ask her which of those things she would like us to focus on because that is our tendency of males to focus on one thing at a time and uh, secondly ask her would she like to have our ears or our mouth would you like us just to listen as she unpacks and through unpacking is processing the issue or does she need advice and therefore the willingness to hear what she's saying and then give advice. Very wise words there, David. Thank you so much for coming here on Faith FM and sharing with us once again. That was uh, David Haupt talking about, well, men's brains and women's brains. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.